Praise God. So, Father, we come before you this morning as touching an agreement on the word of the Lord that is to go forth in this place for this time and for this group. Lord, we thank you that we are in a great season of giving you glory. And we are in a season of days of heaven upon the earth. For we declare that the whole earth is filled with the glory of God. And so this morning we stand in agreement with the people of the UK. We stand in agreement with the people of London and all of the law enforcement, all of the things that are necessary to shut down those cell groups, to shut down any networks of the enemy. Lord, we pray that you would reveal, unveil, and unfold. Give them eyes to see. Give them ears to hear. We bind you, devil. We take authority over you. And we loose the ministering spirits all around the world to protect, to protect. And to brosa panesh in the name of Jesus, we hold up those that are hurting. Lord, part of our vision is to heal the hurting. And you send in your word that you would send the word and heal and deliver. So right here from Hesperian Boulevard, we send the healing word to London. We send the delivering word. Lord, we thank you for lifting the families in the name of Jesus, we pray the comfort of the Holy Spirit to minister to each and every one in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we set ourselves in agreement for utterance today. Thank you that the eyes of our heart are being enlightened. Our spirits are being strengthened. And we're moving on stronger and stronger as the days go by. Thank you, Lord, that we are more than conquerors. Because you love us and we love you today in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. amen. Glory to God. You may be seated. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. One of, one of the greatest characteristics of born again believers and of the spirit filled life is the love of God. You and I have been born from above, and we have been born of love. And the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which has been given unto us. Everyone say, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. has been given to me as a, as a free gift. And in my heart, in my heart. the love of God has been shed abroad. Hallelujah. And when, you're, when you are spirit-filled, and understand this, there are some days you can be more spirit-filled than you were in other days. Amen? But when we are spirit-filled, and when we are cultivating and living this spirit-filled life, we won't be so difficult to get along with. We won't need to have our own way all the time. Because you see, this love 
that has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost is not so interested in oneself, it's interested in others around them. It's not selfish. It's not touchy, fretful, or resentful. This love on the inside of you doesn't hold on to grudges. But it lets those things go and lets them drop. Oh, hallelujah. This love on the inside of you that you are filled with, filled with the love of God, this love in you, glory to God, it's ever ready to believe the best of everybody. Amen. Believing the best, even when you know the worst, you can always find something good about somebody. Amen. Well, praise God. Now, I understand this, that before that you can really live the spirit-filled life and before we can really let this love that is shed abroad in our heart dominate us and flow through us, we must first of all believe in his love and receive his love. I got some words I want to talk to you about this morning. Believe, receive, say, give, forgive, and reap. Number one, believe, believe. First John chapter four says this in verse 16. First John chapter four, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So number one, we must have absolute confidence and have faith in the love that God the Father has for us. Believe in that love. When we do believe in that love, the next verse says this, that there will be no fear in love. Verse 17. There is no fear in love, but what does this perfect love do? This perfect love casts out all fear. Listen, friend, when you believe and you receive the love that the Father has for you, your days of fear, your days of condemnation, your days of insecurities, your days of inadequacies are over with because you are filled with the love that he has for you. Now, I know for many people, this is a difficult one. It's difficult for people to really believe that. But in order for it to be a reality in our life, we must believe and receive. Everyone say believe Believe. and receive. receive. Now look what Jesus said about this love. John 17, 23. I believe the words of Jesus. How about you? John 17, 23 says this. I in them and thou in me, that they may, may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and, now notice, and as love them as thou has loved me. Hallelujah. Oh, I pray that you will receive the fact that the Father loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Say it with me. I believe, Pastor. And I receive my Father's love for me. Now, the next one is say. Say or declare. 
once you believe something in your heart and receive it in your heart, it's important for you to say it with your mouth. So I want to give you a little assignment all week long. I'd like for you to walk around during this week and just talk about how much your father loves you. I want to translate it to you this way. Raise your right hand toward the Lord and say this with me. My father father is love love and love love loves me. me. My father father loves me as much as as he loves Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now a corresponding scripture that goes good with that because we're going to face challenges. We're going to face circumstantial evidence that may prove and look or may look like God doesn't love us. But I like what Paul said to the Romans. If love be for you, who can be again you? Think about it. God is love. And if God be for you, if glory to God, I've already preached myself happy. If love be for you, what difference does it make? Who can be again you? Amen. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And then after that strong dissertation in Romans chapter eight, verse 31 through 37, he ends in verse 37 and he says this, nay, and all these things, and all these things, we are more than conquerors through what? Well, we better pull it up here. Some of you are, we we need to look at it. We don't want to move too quick. Let's read it together. Nay, in all these things. The reason why we're more than conquerors is because he loves us. What shall we then say to these things? If love be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. So number one, believe. Number two, receive. Number three, say. Number four, give. 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 You cannot give what you don't have. Trying to train a Christian to walk in love toward others without a revelation of how much God loves him or her is really difficult to do. But I tell you what, once you get a hold of this revelation... The giving part becomes an easy part. Hallelujah. Say it with me. Freely I have received. Freely give. Now, we quoted it during the offering. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. He's furnished you and he's furnished me, glory to God, with the ability to love. Amen. I have the ability to love. I have the ability to pray for my enemies. I have the ability to bless those that curse me. I have the ability to do good to them, to despitefully use me and persecute me. It's not from the ability of the flesh, but from the ability that God's given you. Hallelujah. I have the ability that when I'm insulted, not to punch them out. Amen. Amen. And so do you. Glory to God. Thank God. You know, the Bible says that the love of Christ will constrain you. Now, that word constraint or constraints means it'll hold you back. 
Oh, you know your flesh wants to say something. You know your flesh may want to do something. But oh, the love of Christ. It constrains you. When you get the love of God dominating your spirit, soul, and body, you'll not say things that you've said in days past. You'll not do things that you've done in past. Why? Because the fruit of the spirit is growing and cultivating and you're now walking in a higher realm, the realm of which our father walks, the realm of love. Hallelujah. You want to walk in the realm of the miraculous for your life? in your family, in your relationships, and in your finances, walk in love. I'm telling you, folks, that love never fails. The opposite of failure is success. When you walk in the love of God, you is, you are a success. Going somewhere to succeed. God's love will make you irresistible to where people are concerned. They may not like you, but they cannot touch you. Hallelujah. Because you're insulated. Say it with me. I'm insulated with the love of God. Give this love. Now, we've been commanded to love. John 13, 34, 35 is not the great suggestion. It's the great commandment. He said over there, he said, a new commandment I give unto you. That you love one another. Hell, hallelujah, as I have loved you. That's unconditionally. Because I know some of you are varmints and rascals. But thank God he saw beyond your flesh. And he saw your future in Christ Jesus. Amen. So we're commanded to love. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. Verse 35, by this shall all men know. That you are my disciples indeed, if you have love one to another. The world's not going to know that we're his disciples when we're quarreling, when we're disputing, when there's racism in the church. The world's not going to know that we love one another by how we dress or what we drive. The world's going to know the earmark of born-again believers by the love that they show for one another, by the love that they show in their community, and by the love that they show in the world. Thank you, Jesus. And so we're commanded to love. Keith Moore says this, the selfish life is the empty life. The self-centered life is the miserable life. The giving life is the fulfilling life. And the unselfish life is the satisfying life. Oh, I love it, don't you? Now, we have a debt to pay. We have a debt to pay. Let me just quote this to you. In Romans 13, 8, he says, Owe no man anything but to do what? To love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. So I want you to pray with me right now. No, this is not the conclusion of the message. This is an interlude. I want you to put your hands over your belly, over your inner man, your stomach, whatever, and say, Lord God, I pray that you would give me eyes to see. Help me to see people through your eyes. Help me, Lord, by the Spirit of God. To walk in a greater dimension. 
of your love. Now, here's what happens. When we walk in love, we don't love in word only. We don't function in this sloppy agape stuff. Oh, I love you, I love you, and get all syrupy with people and then stab them in the back when they're not there. No, no, no. In 1 John 3, 18, it says, My little children, let us not love in word only, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And somebody said, well, pastor, that's fine, but I don't feel like it. Well, that's fine. But you need to know this, that this is not dependent on your feelings. This love, this spirit-filled life is a choice. And just as we choose life by believing and receiving and saying, we can choose to live the God kind of love in our life. Now, as I said earlier, you're going to have ample opportunities to get in the flesh. Is that right? Why? Because we live in a world where it's quite disturbed. We live in a world where many people are distracted. Now, what that means, the world around you is not on the same track you're on. Amen? They're on a different track. We could say they're distracted. And what oftentimes the enemy wants you to do is get over on their track and deal with them through the flesh. But God is saying to us, stay on the path. Stay on this track of love. Don't let anyone or anything disturb you or bother you. You just continue to walk in the love of God and you will see your enemies. Glory to God. Even be at peace with you. Amen. As for me and my house, I'm going to walk in love. I don't care what people may have said about me. I don't even want to know what people may have said about me. But just about every day of my life, Lord, I say, Lord, I forgive anyone who's ever wronged me, who's ever said anything about me. I'm not going to let the least bit of ill will get in my heart. And not only that, I pray, Lord, anyone that I've hurt, anyone that I've offended, knowingly or unknowingly i ask you to cleanse me by the blood of the lord jesus christ you see life is too precious for us to live selfishly life is too important for us to live according to our mind and our soul and our body amen you know those aren't good days when you're all bummed out and bitter with someone those aren't good days when you're holding a grudge towards someone Amen. So say it with me. I'm walking in love, not only in word, but also in deed. Hallelujah. Now, believe, receive, say, give. Then the Lord reminded me of this. One of the ways, but not the only ways that we can give is we can forgive. We can forgive. Anybody ever had to forgive anyone? Well, here's what Jesus said about this. Look over here at Luke 17. Notice with me in verse 3 through 5. Love forgives. He said, take heed to yourselves. No sense you trying to keep everyone else's backyard clean. No sense you trying to straighten everybody else out. You need some straighten out yourself. And so do I. Take heed to yourselves. Now, if thy brother... This is talking about your brother. 
Do sometimes brother wrong, brothers wrong us? If your brother trespass against thee, rebuke, and if he repent, do what? And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, oh my Lord, and seven times in a day turn again to thee saying, I repent, you will forgive him. And the apostle said, dear Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Do you know that it takes love to forgive? And it takes faith to forgive? You see, your faith not only works by love, but love works by faith. Amen. So the apostles are hearing this and they say, oh, Jesus, increase our faith. Evidently, those disciples must have had some brothers to forgive. (laughs) Amen. See, faith is not by sight. Faith is not by feeling. Amen. Faith is walking in the love of God, which is walking in a higher realm. You know, the Bible talks about being quick to forgive. You know this? The longer that you wait, the harder it's going to be. The longer that you hold on to resentment, the deeper that root of bitterness can get. Now, what a root of bitterness does is once it gets in a person's life, it can spring up. And the Bible says it can defile you, which means it can bring other things into your life that you do not want to have anything to do with. I believe that walking in the love of God is a safeguard from sickness and disease. I believe it. I believe if we walk in love... We are positioned to have God's health flow into every fiber of our being. You know, he said over there in Exodus, he said, obey me, keep my commandments. And as you do, I will not allow any of the diseases that I've allowed to come upon the Egyptians to be in your life. Because he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Think about it. If I hold on to unforgiveness... And if I hold on to strife towards someone and bitterness, it's doing me more harm than it's doing them. I mean, they're already down the road. It's time for you to get some of you to get back on the road. Get back on the path of love. Get back on the forgiving end. Amen. Say it with me real loud. I am a forgiver. Andy Stanley, a great preacher, says this. He says, forgiveness is simply a decision To cancel a debt. The way to get better and not be bitter is to stop rehearsing past situations. Forgive and move on. You know, Claire Barton, founder of the American Red Cross, was reminded one day of a vicious deed that had been done to her years before. But she acted as if she had never heard of the incident. One person asked her, don't you remember it? Her friend asked, Clara said, no, came a reply. I distinctly remember forgetting it. So if we don't forgive, people then have control over our lives. Holding on to hurts of the past can poison your present and limit your future. The more you talk about past things and old hurts and old wrongdoings toward you, The more you relive the past and rehearse it, 
the more it will become prevalent in your life. And you'll get to a point where you'll never heal up. You know, when you've been hurt, you got to heal. It's like a person, you know, if they scrape their knee or something and they put the Band-Aid and they put all the antiseptic on it to heal up. Well, if that person keeps opening that Band-Aid and showing everybody how much they're hurting, that person will never heal. And here's what I'm telling you. You need to forgive and then believe, oh, hallelujah, for the healing balm of Gilead to come into your soul in the arenas of your life that you're hurting and let God do a work in your life. Somebody says, I'm still hurting. I'm still hurting. Stop talking about how you're hurting and start talking about the healer on the inside of you. He is moving in my life. He's bringing me to a safe place of peace and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. And you got to talk to yourself. You just need to train yourself. Stop it. A lot of times I'll say, shut up, Mark. I'm glad there's nobody around. Because they're wondering, is this man crazy? No, I'm not crazy. I'm just telling myself to shut up. You ain't going there, Mark. You're going to the Word. You're staying on the right path. You're staying on the healthy path. You're staying on the glory path. Hallelujah. Why do you need to tell yourself to shut up? Because there's times when I haven't shut up. And you know the rest. Hallelujah. Like we said last week, if you want to live good days, days of heaven upon earth, keep your tongue from evil and your lips that they speak no guile. If you can't think of anything good to say about anyone, just keep your mouth shut. And if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray for him. Believe God for him. And don't pray these warring tongues like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yourself in the love of God. Stay spirit filled. Stay on the road. Stay on the path. Stay on the highway of heaven. Whoo. Forgive me for those warring tongues. Hallelujah. Billy Graham said this. In one bold stroke, forgiveness obliterates the past and permits us to enter into the land of new beginnings. Love your enemies. Pray for them. Bless them. Don't deal with them on the same plane that they're on. I remind you, you're on a higher plane. You've been raised up together and made to sit together with Christ. Amen. Martin Luther King says, Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. Hallelujah. Believe. Receive. Say. Give. Forgive. And then the last one is reap. 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 If you give love, you will reap love. For whatsoever a man soweth, or whatsoever a man giveth, that shall he also reap. If you're kind to others, sooner or later, you'll reap a harvest of kindness back to you. 
If you're patient with others, you will reap a harvest of patience, perseverance, and long-suffering. Jesus said, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. What if we just let this love on the inside of us increase? What if we allowed this love on the inside of us to abound? Paul prayed that your love would abound more and more. What would happen if we would cultivate this love and cultivate this spirit-filled life and get up every morning and say, Lord, help me to be a blessing. Help this love in me flow to others around me. You know what would happen if we continually walked in that realm? We would continually reap a harvest of blessing. Hallelujah. How many of you believe it's harvest time? Say it with me real strong. It's reaping time. It's reaping time for me. Here's what Paul said. It's concerning brotherly love. I need not that I write unto you. For you yourselves are taught to love one another. You're taught this in the church. And indeed you do it all toward the brethren, which are in Oakland and San Jose and San Francisco and Hayward. But he says, now, but we beseech you, brethren, that you increase more and more. The uh, the message says, keep it up and get better and better at it. Church, I have a God idea. I have a love idea. Let's allow this love to grow. Let's allow this love to mature and abound in us and flow through us to one another and to the world around us. And then lastly, here's what Jesus said. And this is also a part of reaping a part of receiving as you walk in love and reaping. Jesus said this, and I want you to look at this verse. John 14 and verse 21, as we prepare our hearts to receive communion. John 14, 21, Jesus said, He that has my commandments and keepeth them and does them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved by my Father, and I will love him, but also what else will he do? He said, I will manifest myself to him. Hallelujah. And this is the thought that I have. The more we grow, the more we love him, the more we love people, the more he will manifest himself to us and through us. Oh, you want his manifestation in your life. Oh, you want... Him manifesting in your soul. Come on, somebody. You want him manifesting in your body. So as you keep his commandments and grow in it, the more the manifestation of his peace, the more manifestation of his strength, and the more manifestation of his presence you will see. For this is the day and this is the hour for my children to rise up in love. And as they do, oh, I will saturate their very beings with my grace and my glory and my power. And it shall be for those who will walk in love that they shall not be bothered by the things around them. They shall not be bothered by critical statements. They shall not be bothered by the circumstances of life. For you see... 
those that walk with me and walk in love shall experience, hallelujah, my presence in greater dimensions and greater manifestations. And here's what the Lord says. Let's stand up, everybody. Hallelujah. Well, did you get anything out of this today? Glory to God.